Hello and welcome to The Forum, a podcast from Slate Church hosted by myself, Luke Betker, and Brandon Richardson, bringing you ideas, perspective, conversations, and interviews. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to The Forum. Here we are again, another episode. My name is Luke Betger, one of the lead pastors of Slate Church. Sitting across from me is another one of the lead pastors of Slate Church, the one and the only Brandon Richardson. How's it going? It's going so good. How are you? I'm doing well. What a beautiful day it is. Yeah, it's super nice. We got the window open here. We got the breeze coming in. It feels awesome. The sun is shining. Yeah. Things are wonderful. I love it. I think there's a lot of podcasts that would probably like try to edit out the natural sounds from outside. And you know what? We're just a little bit more authentic. And yeah, we're real raw, natural. <laughs> we're a real raw podcast here. <laughs> but no, it's beautiful. Breeze is nice. It's great. We got a better setup than our last setup, our last podcast. If you remember, we were coming at you live from Whistler. In British Columbia, yeah, we were beautiful. sitting on the balcony of our Airbnb looking at the mountains. It's a, it's a better microphone setup. Uh, yep. And actually, I mean, this backyard here is beautiful. Yeah, it's a nice so, view, but it's not quite uh, looking at Whistler. Yeah. I mean, if, if you had a mountain there, then it would be way better. Well, I'll get one of those for next time. Let's do it. Yeah, I, I think I'll start just digging and piling it up. And eventually we'll have a mountain. It'll be perfect. <laughs> the, the pastor dad joke side <laughs> of me is like coming in. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm resisting it. I know what you want to say. Yeah, yeah. Every man needs a mountain, <laughs> <laughs> or or pray and, and you can move mountains. <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> but uh, it, it's a great day. We're excited to be recording Forum Friday. Here we are, Forum, Forum Friday. Friday. We're excited to be back in uh, our, our, our know, podcast studio. Well, in the most blessed part of this great country yeah. that we live in, uh, heart of Waterloo, the heart of Waterloo, God's country. Uh, it couldn't be blessed land, rich soil, <laughs> perfect for a harvest, perfect for building mountains uh, in the backyard. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, we got a great show ahead. We're really excited. Yeah. Um, we got a fun deep dive coming up. We got some other cool things. We just got lots of stuff that we feel like we can talk about. So make sure you stay tuned for all of that. But before we go any further, I, I think we must talk about a historic Canadian heritage oh, moment that my. took place just last night last night what happened last night brandon last night uh well i had some people over to my house uh-huh and the, the they were the leadership team of our church yeah and i mean just a normal hangout nothing nothing too special uh everybody's supposed to bring something uh-huh and uh four of the leaders didn't true uh and we're just gonna list them off by name real yeah, quick we're gonna publicly shame them right now <laughs> Although, uh, most, or not most, but there's a lot of people that don't attend our church that listen to this podcast, so that wouldn't mean anything. But I just thought <laughs> we should point out that there were a few ministry lead team members that didn't even bring anything. Unbelievable. Okay, back to the historic event. Yep. We, uh, we watched the Raptors win yeah. the NBA championships. It was pretty incredible. It, what a moment. I mean, you know, it's weird. Like, the Raptors have been there in my life for pretty well as long as I can remember, right? Yeah. They've always been Toronto's basketball team. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I only spent a, you know, small portion of my life alive before the Raptors existed. And yeah. then they became a team and they've always just kind of been there. But this year was something different, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was pretty amazing. I'm not even that big of a basketball fan. Me neither. But during the playoffs certainly was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a day after 
not yeah. a basketball fan again. <laughs> Uh, a big uh, Kawhi fan, big Lowry sure. fan, big uh, Spicy P fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like all these guys. I like that they're athletes. I love that Toronto won. But, I mean, it's it's been since 93 that uh-huh. a Toronto team has won anything. That's right, when the Blue Jays won. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so, I mean, just to, to fast forward now, I mean, we've been waiting our whole lives. The, one of the guys on our ministry league team uh-huh. has never been alive for <laughs> a single championship. I think a few of them. We were thinking of this last night, and all of a sudden, I'm like, actually, a number of these people were born <laughs> after '93. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 kind of weird. So, well, here we go, finally. And now, uh, of course, your kids got to be alive for it, and hopefully, they don't have to go, you know, no. pushing 30 years old before they can say, "Oh, I remember back when I can't even remember." is when the uh, last Toronto sports team won something. Well, I'm just going to put out a prediction. I'm going to predict uh, right now mm-hmm. that Raptors win back-to-back championships. Let's Hey, absolutely. And the Leafs make it to the finals <laughs> next year. Okay, let's do that. Okay. And the Blue Jays, maybe in five years. Yeah, the Blue <laughs> Jays. Uh, yeah, I've got a few concerns surrounding the Blue Jays. Uh, number one, obviously their team. Number two... Um, their general manager. <laughs> Number three, their personal style. <laughs> you show me some photos of yeah. the comparison between the Raptors walking into their games uh-huh. and the Blue Jays walking out of their games. Uh-huh. And we've got some work to do in the style <laughs> department. I'd say so. It's uh, it, There's a pretty big gap. There's not as much swagger that happens from the Blue Jays as from the Raptors right now. Makes no. sense. I mean, the Raptors, I guess, are the champions. But I think they, they uh, fix their style. I mean, they fix half their problems. <laughs> so it could be earlier than five years if they just fix that thing. Could be. Who knows? But anyways, what a cool moment that was for all of Canada, really. It's cool when yeah. we have, like, one basketball team in the whole nation and the whole country unites around it. I thought it was a pretty cool thing. I love yeah. it when those things happen. I love it, too. I mean, they were saying, like, 36 million fans strong i mean that's a, i mean wow that's like that's yeah. pretty liberal i mean I, yeah. I imagine that half those people don't really care <laughs> yeah uh, for sure yeah yeah but uh i mean that's a big fan base yeah. and, and actually I, I saw a chart most of the united states was cheering alongside us oh really yeah so there was like this heat map of uh based on twitter recommend uh, or twitter mentions uh-huh and based on this heat map basically it was only california and uh, Oregon, I believe. Cool. That were cheering, cheering for Golden State. Uh-huh. The Makes rest sense. of the states, like <laughs> literally, there was only two states uh-huh. that were cheering for them. The rest of the forty-eight states uh-huh. and all of Canada was obviously cheering for the Raptors. Well, come on, it, what can so, we say? I mean, they, we're, they we're picked, lovable. They picked the right team to cheer for. So yeah, great, great times in Canada. Amazing, amazing. Well, hey, if you don't like sports, don't worry. We're not going to talk about sports for the rest of this show. We got some great stuff coming up. Stay, t- stay tuned, because right after this break, we have Slate Recommends. All right, it's time for Slate Recommends. This is where we recommend things that have been impacting our lives in a positive way, and mm-hmm. we think can impact your life in a positive way as well we're excited to be able to recommend some stuff it's been a couple weeks since we've done a recommends which is good because we needed to you know figure out some more stuff to recommend (laughs) yeah uh consumption these days i mean yeah for real but uh yeah we got some good stuff we do what are you recommending 
Brandon. Well, I've got uh, I've got one thing I want to recommend today, and it is a book. Mm-hmm. I am rereading a book, and first recommend is just reread books that are good. Yeah, sure. We were talking about this, and the book that I'm rereading right now, I read it for the first time, I think, three years ago. I don't know why I didn't read it earlier, so uh-huh. read it as soon as you can. Is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? Yes, by Stephen R. Yes, Covey. I think so. Yeah, Stephen Covey. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's a phenomenal book. You've read it. Yeah. Uh, you've got the workbook, even. Yeah, I haven't worked through it yet, but I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you worked through it. <laughs> and and I mean, it's just a phenomenal book. Seven uh, habits of highly effective people. It's uh, it's self-explanatory, but mm-hmm. it's um, it's a gold mine. For wisdom. Well, I think that there's some books and it's like they stand the test of time for a reason. Yeah. Right? Like this is not a book that was published last year. I don't know when it was published. I think many, many years ago. Yeah. I mean, 30 or 40 years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's got to be. And so the fact that it's still just as relevant today yeah. and is still like front and center on the shelves at any bookstore you go to, yeah. that just itself says, hey, this is a book that you need to read. Yeah, it does. And it's interesting because in the foreword, that's what they were talking about when the original copy came out, is that this isn't a book about particulars of right. leading or particulars of how to lead yourself well. This is about principles on life that will stand the test of time. Yeah. And I just love yeah. that, you know, uh, <laughs> Stephen Covey is so confident in what he was writing uh-huh. that he's going like, this is going to stand the test of time. Yeah. Is I'm just pulling out what's already there yep. and bringing it to, to the attention of the reader. What? What are the books that you've read the most in your life? Speaking of rereading books, yeah. what would you say is like you've reread it the most? All right. So, I mean, we're pastors, so we at least have to start with the Bible. <laughs> of okay. course we do. That's right. Because if we don't mention that, <laughs> we're uh, going to get an angry email from yeah. someone. So the Bible. Actually, actually uh, on that point, have you mm-hmm. gotten an angry email before? Um, yeah, I have. You have? Yeah. I don't, I don't get any. I have. I think it's probably because I have somebody that just uh, <laughs> makes sure they don't reach me. <laughs> it could just be that. I don't know. I haven't gotten one in a long time. Um, I got one when I was living in Sweden. Um, it, it's true. Nowadays, like we don't get the emails yeah. directly to us that come in, and we've got a great team that helps us sort through them. So yeah, we don't get them in the same way. Anyway, if you're up for sending us an angry email, it's been a while. Yeah, one of our team would love to, f- to flag that and put it in the trash. So, now, uh, now that I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some, somebody on the team would love to take out the trash. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so books that I've re- uh-huh. reread um, over and over again. I have started rereading uh, Seven Habits before. Yeah. So, I mean, this is one that kind of comes up. Uh, sure. How to influence, uh, how to win friends, influence people. Yeah, that's great. Uh, that one I'm always kind of working through. Um, interesting one, and not even one of his more popular books, but a guy named Craig Rochelle. He's a pastor in the states, yep. Life Church. He has a book called Weird. Uh huh. And I was making it my yearly read for a little bit. Cool. And it was just like a recenter on like how to live differently. Was the uh, I, I didn't really enjoy the title, but uh huh. Um, how to live differently than the norm. Yeah. And so I was rereading that every year for a little while. Cool. And uh, I mean, I was just thinking about one of the other books I'm reading right now, Robinson Crusoe. For some reason, I I pick up that one Uh uh, all through my life. Like when I was like seven years old, I read the children's version. Sure. Getting a little bit older. So that's another one. Well, hey, it's a classic. Yeah. What about you? Um, Well, Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis, there's another classic pastor answer. Um, Yeah, but that same. 
Yep. It actually it should be like a yearly every other year. Kind yeah, of I, I think so. It's yeah. it, it's fantastic. There, hey, there's a recommends if you haven't read that. Totally, go, like go pick that one up. C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity. It's amazing. Yeah. Um. So that's a that's a you know, um, perennial classic, perennial yeah. favorite for me. Yeah. Um. Right. Right now, I'm rereading a book, Shoe Dog, which yeah, that's right. Uh, you bought for me like <laughs> last week. But um, but I bought it for you. You uh, bought me my original copy that's years right. ago. That's right. Yeah, and love that book so much. Read it a, a number of years ago, and it's cool to be rereading that book. If you don't know, it's the story of Phil Knight, uh, the man who started Nike yeah. and his whole journey, and it's uh, it's really incredible. So I shared that's a, one. I shared a quote today from Nike, the corporation. I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, it, it's uh, yesterday. You said tomorrow. Just do it. It's wonderful. <laughs> Isn't that convicting? I love, I love their slogan. I love Just it. do it. It's, and it's Phil perfect. Knight's brilliant. Uh-huh. He, he really, I mean, the company that he built, I had a lot of like um, negative precon- uh, preconceptions going into that book uh-huh. about, you know, everything from sweatshops and that sort of sure. thing. Around that time, I think a lot of, we mentioned like a lot of companies, or we talked about, a lot of companies were getting away with stuff that they shouldn't have been. Yeah, yeah. But uh, to his core, I mean, that guy seems like the real deal. Seems to be. He's never... Uh, I, I think when people are like out of the news, mm-hmm. it sometimes is a good thing. You know, it doesn't seem like he's seeking after a spotlight for I mean, himself yeah. at this point. Again, I don't really know what he was like uh, in the past, but nah. just currently. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know, but it is it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Okay. So my recommends. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my recommends. Uh, this is going to sound really weird, but. <laughs> Noise canceling headphones. No, that's not weird. That's brilliant. So, I know many of you are like, "Are you only just figuring this out now?" <laughs> and the answer is yes, I am. Okay, I uh, borrowed a pair of Bo- Bose noise canceling headphones for a flight out to British Columbia last week, yep. and I had the most peaceful flight of my entire life. Like, I just put it on, and I just was transported to this other world mm. of pure silence and complete bliss in the middle of this tube in the air. And it was like the nicest thing. And I, I, although I borrowed these, um, I know I just have to go out and buy some like as soon as I possibly can. It was great. Do it. Don't even think about it. Just go buy Just pull the trigger. I'll just go for it. I I just bought them for you on Amazon. Well, wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, I looked over in the middle of the flight Uh and I knew you were having a good flight. That was great. I I had to walk to the back a couple of times, change the little one's diaper. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at everybody like everybody's miserable on a plane. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I swear they put sedatives in, <laughs> in the air. Like everybody is like half conked out. And, uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh, but I mean, you, you were fully conked out. Oh, I was loving it. Yeah. You were in a, in a different space, a different sphere. And I don't know how I figured this out now after having lived in Australia and making those flights all the time, like the super long haul, you know, uh, like 15 hours. And I remember going from like Australia to Sweden and it was like, 15 hour flight followed by 12 hour flight immediately <laughs> followed by two and a half hour flight. And it was like, okay, this is, this is too much. It was something like more than 30 hours straight in the air, basically. Unbelievable. And the whole time I probably just had my old iPod headphones or something like that. <laughs> Not even that, that form fitting design, like the old I don't think so. circular. Yeah. Like the real old ones. <laughs> yeah. Probably. You got to get them up. Like you got to uh-huh. get a booster put in them just to hear over the crowd. Those were the old ones that had the little bit of rubber on the outside. that yeah. Always wore off and always fell wore off. off or just looked brown because of like, I don't, I don't know. Well, earwax, I guess. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't have gunk. that problem, but, but uh, <laughs> no earwax in no, your ears. Nobody wants to admit, like, yeah, I've got earwax. <laughs> I remember, what, you know, when I was playing guitar a whole lot, this is going to sound so, totally gross, but That's gonna sound um, musicians, you might be able to relate. Like, I would wear in-ear monitors, and, like, I had these, you know, custom-molded-to-my-ear-canal kind of monitors, yeah. and they go deep into the head, right? You have to kind of, like, <laughs> screw it in, and it just, like, goes way down in the, in the ear canal. And every time I would pull those bad boys out, it would just bring with it all the wax in my ears. <laughs> and so I never had to like worry about cleaning my ears because my monitors would just yeah, bring it out every time. Shrek style earwax. Essentially, yeah, just pull it right out. Just great you know. candles. It was, yeah, well, that's what, you know, we got a lot of candles in our house. Victoria's got a ton. <laughs> Where do you think they come from? This is it. Um, oh, man. We just lost a couple of listeners. But, you know, we gained a few more like, Die hard. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. But um, anyways, noise-canceling headphones. That's my recommendation this week. They're fantastic. I would, uh, I'm going to go buy, buy some right now, too. Amazing. Sponsor us, Bose. And uh, send us free noise-canceling headphones. That'd I be agree. awesome. I agree. Anyways, um, hey, stay tuned, because coming up next, we have our deep dive. <laughs> It's time for the deep dive. Here we go. And just a disclaimer, if you hear any noises, hammering noises, nails being driven into boards, <laughs> you may remember that two weeks ago on the podcast, we gave a pretty detailed play-by-play of my neighbor's deck being dismantled With by, a chainsaw. by a chainsaw. Well, two weeks later, here we are, and the deck is being built, and there's some guys outside hammering nails into the boards right now yeah they're only working on fridays i don't understand i don't get it either but again beautiful day to be working good for them well uh enjoy building your deck if you can hear us and we're gonna enjoy this podcast and we'll give updates if we hear anything else we'll let you know what's happening but for now time for our deep dive and today we want to talk about a subject that um well, it affects every single one of us one way or another, mm-hmm. whether you are working in church, whether you're working outside of church, whether you are a student, whether you are retired, wherever you find yourself in life, mm-hmm. this is something that uh, affects us all. And that is the issue of getting stuck, yeah. getting stuck maybe in a, in a thought, in a way of thinking, uh, getting stuck creatively when trying to yeah. come up with something or trying to find a way forward or trying to do who knows what. And, and uh, I've been stuck at many points in my life, yeah. many times where I have uh, been wanting to do something or there's been a time where I've needed to create something or I've needed to make a decision and it just feels like you're stuck and you don't know what to do and you don't know how to go forward. And in those moments, you almost don't even know how to sort through the thoughts in your head to get to the place where you can make the right decision. Mm-hmm. And so we want to talk about this today and talk about ways to get unstuck in our thinking mm-hmm. and uh and help us go forward into all that's next. So what do you think around this topic, Brandon? Have you ever been stuck? What do you do? Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking back to a time I was stuck. Mm-hmm. I was driving your father's Volvo. Mm-hmm. It was winter time. Okay. And uh, I just drove it straight into a ditch. Just because? Uh, no, I thought I was pulling off to the side of the road. I was trying to get my son asleep in the uh-huh. back car, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, back of the car. 
And uh, so I just pulled off to the side. Little did I know the way that they had plowed it, it wasn't actually the road. And so I just like <laughs> sunk off the side of the road. Right. And so that was embarrassing having to. So what I had to do, I had to take my son out. He was like yeah. three months old at the time mm-hmm. in his uh, carrier. And I had to walk to the nearest house. I'm in the middle of the country. Right. I have to walk to the nearest house. I walk up to a house. All of the windows are boarded. <laughs> no yeah. paths have been cleared. But I saw life. I saw signs of life. And I'm uh-huh. like, I've got to sa- save my son. Like, I've got to be the hero <laughs> of this story. So anyway, I knock on this door. He's like, who's there? Yeah. And I thought my life was done. <laughs> and, uh, and all of a sudden, like, he doesn't even open up his door. Uh-huh. He, he, he opens up his window beside the door. <laughs> And he pokes his head out. Yeah. And I'm like, we're done. And I'm, I, I just remember saying like, sorry, son, I thought we were going to leave a great legacy. Yep. You know, this is it. And he's like, sorry, I don't, I never open up my door. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this um, is weird. Uh, I need a ride back to town. Uh, I'm in the middle of nowhere. My car's there. Nice guy though. Okay. Like he dropped me off end of the story and, uh, and he got me out of there. So yeah, I've been stuck physically. No kidding. But uh, I've been stuck mentally. And honestly, sure. what's more frustrating to me? Being stuck mentally. Oh, sure. Like being stuck physically is one of these things like whatever. I mean, you're going to yeah. figure it out. You walk up to some crazy guy's house, uh, put your son's life on the line, whatever it, whatever it's going to take. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I was trying to save him. Remember that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's way more frustrating when you get stuck mentally. Yeah. Uh, and this happens. I mean, this isn't like a... This isn't like a once a year I feel stuck mentally. Mm-hmm. I would say like every day there are moments where I feel stuck mentally. Totally. Totally. And so I think that this is not only a, a topic of conversation that impacts me. Yeah. Um, but I, I really believe that this is one that uh, really impacts probably everybody listening right now. Yeah. Where you just feel like you're in a brain fog. You've got writer's block. You're in a yep. creative funk. Um, I know you've you found yourself in places like this as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, well... Well, that's the thing, like sometimes, you know, you'll sit down even like what we do to write a sermon for Sunday or something. And yeah. it's just like, okay, I've got my idea. I've got the direction. I know where I want to go. And you're trying to come up with some creative elements, like a yeah. hook or something. And, and it's just like, oh my goodness, there's just a blockage here. And I yeah. can't seem to break through that. And, um, I, I think for me, when I find myself in those places, again, the more frustrated I get, the less likely I am to ever climb out of that hole. Yeah. And I just find that I need like some sort of hard reset to happen yeah. to be able to think clearly again. Yeah. And so for me, a lot of the times when I'm facing a creative block, when I'm facing a block in my thinking, a mental block, when I don't know what to do, I just switch up the activity and I do something totally and completely unrelated to it. Yeah. I think this is why so many people think so well when they take a shower, right? It's my best thinking. A hundred percent. I yeah. think it is for so many people because you're just doing something totally different. Yeah, right. And, and all of a sudden it's like, boom, the thought comes to you and you're yeah. like, where was that when I was trying to think of it? Yeah. But sometimes you just got to like get out of the situation, get yourself in a different context, even like jump in the car and go for a drive or something like that. Yeah. Just listen to some music. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, now I feel like I can think clearly again, finally. Absolutely. And I know what to do. Um, but, but it's a hard thing. It, it's that it's that balancing dealing with the frustration and knowing, um, okay, I actually just need to put five extra minutes of critical thinking around this and I'm going to break through. Sometimes that's the case. Yeah. Like, okay, I actually just need to think about this a little harder. 
but you have to know where the line is between I just need to think about this a little harder and I could now think about this for the next 10 hours straight and yeah. nothing is going to happen. I'm going to frustrate myself and I'm going to get so angry and I'm going to just kind of fall into the pit and think I'm the worst at all of this. It's, yeah. it's like that. It's the creative process at work, really. Absolutely. And, you know, you have a great idea. You kind of start to go for it. You think the idea sucks. You think you're the worst person in the world. Your world is falling apart. All of a sudden, it gets a little bit better. All of a sudden, you you know complete whatever you were going to complete, and you're on top of the world, and it's wonderful again. Yeah. But it's like a gigantic emotional roller coaster that you go through sometimes. Yeah, it really but is. I, I wonder, what do you do when you get stuck? How do you get out of that? Yeah, I think changing up the uh, the activity is a big one for me as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, likewise, like anytime I'm like overly like, I mean, I have open conversations with my wife about almost everything so i have like a running dialogue throughout the day and i'll text her like oh, i just can't get through this thought mm-hmm. and like her recommendation is always like well have you had a shower you know right right and so yeah changing up the activity is a big one for me physical activity though uh-huh. uh so not just changing up the activity i almost always run <laughs> pun in pun not intended uh-huh. to physical activity i read a book called spark and it's uh I mean, I don't need any more like confirmation of what I already know because I, can, I know exper- experientially, but I was really interested in this, um, in this relationship between the body and the mind. Sure. And interestingly enough, of course, we've known for a little bit now, at least for the last decade or two, um, about this idea of neuroplasticity mm-hmm. and neuroplasticity is basically the most traveled pathways or the most thought through things in our brain become the most traveled, uh, pathways in our brain which become uh, the norm of thinking yeah. in our brain, yeah. neuroplasticity. And so you can really um, shape your brain based on what you're thinking. Yeah. And this is just scientific. And I, I, again, there is so much in scripture, like Romans 12, um, where, where it kind of goes through this. And sure. I mean, there's a lot of biblical precedent for it as well. But uh, one of the arguments this book makes is that there's a strong connection between physical activity and neuroplasticity. And the reason for this is because you actually create more nodes in your brain and more um, stronger connections with more physical activity. Now, it takes a whole book to explain that and why it takes place and what the synapses, uh, which are the connections between uh, neurons in the brain, like how they form, how they get strong, how they and all the rest. But what I took away from this was if you really want to start thinking clearly, um, pair it with physical activity, even a 20 month. 20 minute walk will help. Mm -hmm. And so there's so many times where I'm in the office and I'll just yell to everybody that's in the office like, Hey, you know, if if you're going to be here, uh, I'm just going for a 15 minute walk. Mm -hmm. And usually that's my way of just resetting things and getting my mind to actually make stronger connections, both with what I'm learning and what I'm trying to work through. Yeah. I think that's cool. I think, uh, uh, I've noticed that at work in my own life as well. And again, I think that many people have, Mm -hmm. and you just got to, get moving a little bit, get a little active. And that looks different for every person. And, uh, the goal looks different for every person as well. But, but the, the physical act of it, it really does help the brain. It really makes a huge difference. And, um, it's so funny because it's easy to think like, well, the physical activity is only going to benefit my body, Mm -hmm. my physical body, but it's amazing how actually it benefits, um, you know, people's emotional states as well and, and everything else and the ability to think clearly and think straight and manage stress levels and, um, and all the rest of those things. I think it's a really cool thing and something that shouldn't be overlooked or, 
um, underappreciated either. Yeah. And uh, it's weird because we live in a world now where it's easier than ever to not be physically active. Yep. Um, you know, like we're sometimes it feels like if you've seen the movie Wally, we're headed to that place where everybody's just like sitting on like floating chairs and we <laughs> just like float around our shopping malls and, yeah. you know, and um, everybody's got a scooter. Basically. Yeah. And uh, and I think that it, there's something so uh, well, I think that we've maybe lost something that has been a part of our humanity for so long, which is yeah. just that active physical activity totally in that, you know, hundreds of years ago, the only way you could get from place to place was by being physical. Absolutely. And so it was like, you didn't even have to be as intentional about it because mm -hmm. you just got out and it's like, well, if you need to go somewhere, which everybody does, you had to be physical in order to get That's there. Right. And now it's like, you know, I could, I could probably go through a whole day where the most walking that I do is walking from my house to my car and back and you know a little bit around that and yeah. not not have a whole lot of physical activity whatsoever absolutely and so i think just being more aware of that is just an important thing well yeah because i mean physical activity is not only going to just impact your mental block but it's going to impact your your mental health sure and i think we attribute a lot of mental illness right now and this isn't just a thought again uh -huh. scientifically proven that uh, we were i don't know if you were the one that shared it with me or if mm -hmm. i read something myself but I think actually you shared it with me mm -hmm. that um, physical activity will uh, scientifically it's been proven does as much as the top drugs for depression. Yeah. Well, it was, um, it was this, it was uh, again, I, I'm reading this from this book, lost connections, which remember like a number of weeks yeah. ago, I said I was going to read and like yeah. report back, which I'm reading. I haven't finished it yet, but um, he was talking about antidepressants yes and uh not to say antidepressants are bad or anything like that at all no um they're, they're a good thing but they're not always the be-all end-all that perhaps we think they are yeah. uh, according to this guy um and and according to other research that's he's not true just pull, pulling no no that's own. a good point it's not, this isn't just his opinion he's yeah. pulling from data and scientific fact mm -hmm. um but he was saying there's something called the hamilton scale yes. which measures uh people who are experiencing depression and le level one is like, you're as happy as can be. And yeah. level, uh, I believe it goes to level nine or something like that is as terrible as you can be. Um, or sorry, level, it goes up to 50. It goes from one to 50. One is as happy as you can be. And 50 is as bad as you could possibly be right. depressed. And, uh, taking antidepressants, it can give you like a, a one point jump in the scale. Right. But adjusting your physical activity and sleeping, uh, patterns, yeah. gives you a six point jump in the scale right away. And it's like, wow, here's something that every person can just do pay attention yeah. to their physical activity as well as their sleeping patterns, making sure that you're getting enough mm -hmm. sleep that you're not just doing like three hours of sleep a night. I mean, that's going to, you know, make anybody, uh, 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 you know, anxious and, uh, depressed. It, it's, yeah. it, it will. And we, so we were having that conversation right before we started, uh, recording. Uh -huh. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, -huh. and I said, I'm feeling a little anxious, but yep. really I know it's because of the time change Sure. and flying back from BC. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, and, and it's important to not just attribute everything to just anxiousness or, yeah. or this sort I mean, again, we're not uh, certainly many of you have listened long enough to know that we're not negating the fact that mental illness is a real thing, mm -hmm. but, uh, there are also, um, other ways that we can deal with these things. Yeah. And, and I think that that's, uh, it's a fascinating topic and it's one that yeah. like you can go so deep in and, uh, and should, and I'm loving this book. It's amazing to see what he's talking about. And he's now I'm in the part where he's outlining 
some of the various causes of um, depression in our society yeah. and yeah. why it seems to be running rampant today. And um, so he's going through things like um, disconnection from meaningful values, mm-hmm. disconnection from other people, all these different things. And it's, it's really fantastic. It's a cool book. And uh, I'm sure we'll do another podcast, you know, when it's all done where we maybe oh, dive absolutely. into just what that is. But, but in terms of getting unstuck in life, I mean, these are ways that are, are important to do so. Uh, it is to maintain a healthy physical lifestyle yeah. in one way or another. It's just going to help you think clearly and, and get unstuck. Um, but I think that sometimes also when it comes to us being stuck and maybe we're stuck, you know, just with a creative thought and it's not as big of a thing and it's not as important of a thing mm-hmm. that's holding us back. And, you know, it's a little bit inconsequential. We would like to be able to think through it and come up with this creative thought. But if we don't, it might not alter uh, the state of our lives in such a massive way where there are other things that we can often find ourselves stuck in. And it's like, we have to move on from this in our lives. We have to get from where we are right now to the next stage in order to continue through life Mm. and grow as people and thrive. And I think it's in those times that we have to be careful not to just... Uh, throw in the towel and give up and say, well, I'm just going to stay where I am right here and right now. But I think it's in those times that we do need to make sure that we're able to take that next step. I think an important way of doing that is actually to listen to mentors in our lives people who can speak honestly and speak truthfully from an outside perspective that's outside of our own brains. And they see the situation in a whole different light. And so I think that it's at those times when you come to a crossroads in life, when you don't know which direction to go, instead of just setting up camp at that fork in the road and just being like, well, this is where I'm going to be forever. Yeah. We got to make a decision and we got to choose one Absolutely. way or the other. And a great way to do that is to reach out to trusted people in our lives, mentors, uh, parents, uh, parental figures, counselors, all these different types of things. And just say, what do I do now? I know that I've seen that at work in my life many times and it's yeah. made a big difference yeah. for people to be able to say, well, why don't you do this? Have you thought of this? Have you yeah. considered this? And it's like, oh, I didn't even see that option. I didn't yeah. even see that path before me. Like it was totally hidden and it took this other person to come over and clear it up for me so that I could go and do it. Yeah. I remember one specific example of that uh, as it relates to uh, message prep. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was just continuing to run into this issue. And so I made a phone call to uh, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Pastor Jonathan Lambert of Experience Church in yep. Calgary. And I just said, like, man, like, I don't know how how to get unstuck on, in this message prep. And this is early on of, of me speaking. Right. And so he shared his, like, weekly plan. He said, you know, on this day I do this much. And on this day I do this much. And then on this day, and I have specific goals. My research is done by this day. My Mm -hmm. outline is done by this day. I flesh it out by this day. And I've spoken it to my wife by this day. Right. And uh, and he said, in addition to that, I'm preparing four weeks out. And I just remember thinking, like, wow. Like, I I mean, to have thought through everything you just shared in a 10-minute phone conversation, it would have taken me years right, to right. learn those totally, lessons on totally. my own. And, and so you're absolutely right. In fact, you know, it's already been mentioned previous, like, uh, like when, when I, when I get stuck in something so small, I'll run to my wife. Mm-hmm. And so when we get stuck in big things that are going to limit us from, from actually like course correcting or, um, uh, you know, it's going to challenge the direction of our life. I mean, we've got to be willing to just open up, be a little bit more transparent yeah, and understand that, uh, we're not, supposed to go this thing alone we're not supposed to um try to be 
you know, the heroes of, of, of this life and, and, you know, uh, self-built individuals, but we can actually reach out to the people around us. Yeah. I think mentors is a, is a, is another really good way of getting unstuck. I was thinking also coming into this about just some, some other practical things that I do. I find that, uh, sometimes when I get stuck, one of the, one of the, uh, I guess foundational issues in the room when I'm stuck is I have a lack of like inspiration. Mm -hmm. And so, um, one of the things that I actually do, I have a few different videos that I turn to, but just, uh, videos or, or things that have inspired me in the past, I just revisit. Cool. And so there's a, you know, there's a church that was being planted and and there's this vision video that came out for them. And I remember as a young 16 year old, it inspiring me. And so it's still on YouTube and I go back to that almost every, and I, I probably, for all the views that are on there, I probably account for a thousand of them. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, there was a time where someone spoke a word at our church that was just directly for the season that we're in. And I mm-hmm. remember, uh, for a season having to my, actually Emma printed it out on paper, the word that was spoken mm-hmm. and I would read mm-hmm. over it every single day. Right. Um, for a period of time to get unstuck. Uh, there's a couple of other things that just have, uh, have sat with me in my heart and my mind. And I re- revisit these things quite often because I find that when I get stuck, most often it's a vision problem. It's yeah. an inspiration problem. Yeah. And if I can just get not just inspired for the sake of being inspired, I, I have this message that's been brewing for three years called mm-hmm. um, over-motivated mm-hmm. because I think that we have a society of people that have been over-motivated by, I mean, there's so much motivation out there, sure. so much motivational speakers. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like personal vision, personal inspiration and going back to the sources that have fed that. Yeah. And so that's something that I often do when I'm stuck. And this is not just for uh, little moments. This is for big moments. Totally. Um, whenever I'm like, oh man, like family life is busy. I return to this every yeah. time, you know, there's a big decision that needs to be made with church. I mean, back to, back to these, these sources. Well, in, input directly impacts output, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so what we're inputting into ourselves is going to determine a lot of the times what the output of our lives are. Yeah. And so I think that this is so important as well is like, what's my input? What has been my input today? What voices have I allowed to speak into my life today? What content have I consumed and have I allowed to um, make a difference in my life today? And that's why it's important that we're inputting the right things in because we can't be expecting to put like input a whole bunch of negativity into our lives and the output be positive thinking. It's not going to happen. It's like, no, no, no. We need to make sure that we're inputting healthy things so that our output can be healthy as well. And so that we're able to make those decisions. I think inspiration is massive. I think it's so important. I need to constantly be inspired. Um, I'm a very visual person as well. And sometimes I, I know this was weird, but I just need to like, if you haven't seen Luke, like he's very visually appealing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so are you Brandon, which is why, you know, the input in my eyes right now is just (laughs) why the podcast is so good. uh, (laughs) But, but I think like sometimes I need to actually just, um, look at something beautiful and that's different for everybody, but, um, what I would consider that. And so I need to see it. I need to experience it. And it's like, it makes a big difference in my life and, uh, and it really helps me. And not only that, but then what am I putting into my ears? What am I putting into But especially like, what am I putting into my soul? Yeah. Right. Like what is my, what is my input there? Am I engaging with scripture? Am I reading the Bible? Because if that input is not coming in, then that output will not be going out. And I think that we need to make sure that we're inputting that type of thing into ourselves every single day 
so that when the times come where we feel stuck, uh, we've actually got the inspiration and the know-how and sometimes, uh, actually most of the time, uh, just listening to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But we're not going to yeah. be able to do that unless we've been spending time with the Holy Spirit. The yeah. Holy Spirit might still speak to us, but we might not be able to, um, we, we might not recognize it in the way that we need to. And the Holy Spirit's never going to say something to you that's not already written in Scripture. Sure. Right? Or or something that goes against that what's goes written. goes against it. Absolutely. Written in Scripture. This is an ancient truth. I mean, Jesus uttered it. He said, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Uh-huh. And it's it's interesting because if, you know, I, if I've had a problem in the past, I was going to say, I uh, talk to others and they've had this problem, but I, I've had this problem myself where I'm thinking negative thoughts. I'm, I'm stuck in a rut of like pessimistic thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit cynical. If I just look a little bit further back into my, my inputs, yeah. I mean, I'm watching shows that have sarcastic humor, totally. shows that are self-deprecating, yep. um, uh, uh, movies that, that really in, in the end, I mean, the, the end goal was not, uh, achieved by honorable right. uh, input or uh, um, honorable means. Yeah, and so I mean, if if you kind of trace back the things that you're putting in your mind, or even some of the songs you're listening to on the radio or whatever else, and you go, "Wow, like it's having more of an impact on me than I even think." Mm-hmm. And so I, I agree. I mean, I I am pretty relentless or ruthless is a word that I'm looking mm-hmm. for on the inputs that are coming into my mind. I don't consume a lot of entertainment these days. Sure. Um, I have been watching The Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> that explains everything. Yeah. <laughs> Go Luke P. But uh, no, just kidding. His name is Luke? His name's Luke. That's the only reason I'm cheering for well, him. Well, I'm cheering for him too. Now, I- I've kind of dug myself a hole with this one because I keep making that joke and then I try to say, well, I don't actually watch it a whole lot, but I know more than what I should. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah like uh, even just knowing that there's a guy named Luke on there is uh-huh. probably a little bad. But no... Like I really try to watch the inputs that are coming, and so do you. I mean, this isn't something unique to my life, right? But uh, it is amazing how much that that really impacts us. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's why uh, referring back to our, our our recommends, and I was I was speaking like I'm rereading sure. uh, Robinson Crusoe because it's a it's this innocent uh, story. It's wholesome. It's a sure. wholesome <laughs> story. Like you're reading through it, and it puts you in a sense of adventure uh-huh. and. And it's why I try to keep a a, um, a uh, fiction book on my on my nightstand, uh-huh. and it's because I'm just uh, you know if all my input input is just leadership books and theology and all the rest. I mean, I also find that I just become a robotic individual. Sure, I've been talking to to you this about uh, to you about this a lot lately, actually, and it's just like I'm rediscovering my creative self in this season. Yeah. I mean, I I won the grade eight art award. <laughs> it's a big deal, it's man. It's a big deal. But uh, I, I used to be way more creative than what I am today, or uh-huh. at least uh, finding those outlets. Uh-huh. But um, I mean, that's one thing that I've seen in you for, for uh, ever since I've known you. Sure. So you've always, always prioritized creative outlets. Right. And I think that it gives you an incredible advantage when it comes to getting unstuck in certain things because sure. you're flipping between the left and right side of your brain more frequently. Right, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, and that's where, again, everybody is creative. Every single person. I've never enjoyed this language of like, well, there's creative individuals and then there's analytical individuals. And then there's like, I have seen people who think, you know, detail oriented, analytical. 
I have seen them do such creative things yeah. within those fields. It's insane. Yep. Um, engineers, mathematicians doing such creative things. You could never argue that it's not creative. Yeah. The way that they use and manipulate numbers and uh, like, it's fantastic. It's, yeah. it's a work of art, just like any painting is a work of art. And so I think that everybody is creative and it's important that everybody is connecting with that creative muscle within them yeah. because it really helps in those moments of feeling stuck. It helps, it helps you get out of it. Yeah, and I mean, there's, there's nothing worse than somebody that's just analytical and not wanting to operate creatively at all. I mean, you become robotic, you become mm -hmm. impersonal, uh, your your speech is monotone. Sure. And on the flip side, I mean, a creative person that's not willing to... Well, you become pretentious. Pretentious and, un and unemployed. Yeah, 100% right? you do. It's great that you've got a song the world needs to hear, but how about we put a business model uh, there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I agree. It's so important to be flipping between these... these um, aspects of our brain and we obviously we might lean differently based on our personalities uh towards one or the other but it's a huge way of getting unstuck is getting uh, right back to to mentorship but just getting some input that maybe you're not thinking through yourself and yep. you're just narrow-mindedly stuck yourself in a, in a rut yeah exactly well hey that's some good stuff man um hopefully you know you as listeners have been able to gain something from this i yeah. know that even i have in this conversation it's been really cool to be able to hear uh, some of your thoughts, Brandon, around this and yeah, I'm gonna, um, gonna go home and paint something. Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. <laughs> Just you know, paint the walls of your house. I'm sure Emma will love oh, it. Oh, she would love it. It'd be fine. But uh, it's it's good to talk through this stuff because it is something that we all experience yeah. every now and then and on a daily basis. And who knows? Maybe you're stuck right now, and hopefully, this was able to help you in one way or another. But yeah. Keep your head up. You yeah. know, as, as we're ending here, just to speak to you, the listener, keep your head up. If you feel stuck right now, just know that everybody at some point does. Yeah. And if you feel like, well, your stuck is is much deeper than someone else's stuck, just know that we can draw on scripture to know that God can really get anybody unstuck. There are people totally. even more stuck. Um, unless you're listening to this uh, in a prison. Uh, after being falsely accused of cheating on uh, the prison warden's wife, uh, you're you're not as deep as some of the people in the Bible. Yeah, that's true. And uh, and it's we would true. just encourage you in this moment, like keep your head up, keep seeking God, keep looking to others, keep inspired, mm -hmm. stay physical, change up your activities, and understand that your best days are yet to come. Totally. Well, hey, thanks a lot for listening. What a great episode it's been. And again, make sure that you share this with your friends. Make sure that you share yeah. it on social media. Make sure that if you haven't, you take some time and you like and rate us in the iTunes store or Apple Music store or whatever. I, I think they've shut down, shut down iTunes. iTunes store. I don't even know what's We've going only on. only got Apple Music. Wherever it is that you have find your podcast. I think you could probably do it on the podcast app. Who whatever knows? podcast app you use, just rate it. Just rate it. Just go ahead. Five stars only, please. And if this is the seventh or eighth time you've heard this uh -huh. um, and you haven't done that, I mean, we're, we're, we're certainly not going to gonna find you or anything <laughs> but uh just take the time it would really help us out yeah it makes a big difference and so uh go ahead and do that and again thank you so much for listening on this forum friday Come we on. can't wait to see you uh talk to you i guess again next week have a great week mm -hmm.